My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes for Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Heroes for Her. My guest is Lynn Cowell. Lynn is a national conference speaker who is passionate about helping women of all ages understand the importance of Christ confidence. I love that. She is the author of many, many books, including her newest book for girls ages 8 to 12. It's awesome. It's called Brave Beauty, Finding the Fearless You. And uh, her book for women, Make Your Move, Finding Unshakable Confidence Despite Your Fears and Failures. Lynn is also a Proverbs 31 ministry author and speaker, and she is really just committed to what we're committed to over here, which is helping moms become wise women so they can raise even wiser daughters. So Lynn, welcome to Heroes for Her. Hi, Erin. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we are too. Hey, I and I noticed too, as I read um, in your bio and just sort of prepared for this interview, and I know so much about you because of your work through P31 and just some of the places that I know that you've spoken and all of the work that you do, but I know you live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I was actually just there um, as part of the Dare to Dream program for Air One Radio, and I think I read somewhere that you said you get an occasional deer romping around in your, your backyard. Did you <laughs> grow up in Charlotte or in the North Carolina area, or did you just end up there? I'm originally from Iowa. Um, so I've been here in, in uh, Charlotte for about 20 years. I kind of have a joke that I got to the South as fast as I could. Oh, I love that. My husband was born in Atlanta or not like outside of Atlanta um, in Georgia, but he, he always talks about, even though he traveled all around, he just feels at home when he's in the South. So I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you've been traveling around as a speaker, you've written several books and I want to talk before we dive into brave beauty and just the themes and messages that are in there for girls eight to 12, how did you develop your personal passion for writing and for speaking? Um, you, you know, I know that journey and, and it's happened over time and you've been doing this for such a long time in those early years, like where did that passion come from and where did you see God at work, um, you know, in the space of encouragement and inspiration and just the message that you want to bring to girls and women? I absolutely um, stumbled on it. Um, in my opinion, it would be by accident, but of course, God was setting me up. When my own children were nine, six, and three, I had some mothers ask me if I would mentor their high school girls. And at the time, I kind of laughed. I figured my daughters were six and three. What did I know about high schoolers? Um, but God made it really clear that that's exactly what he wanted me to do. And so I started hanging out with this small group of high school girls. And as I began to um, look for materials, this was a long time ago, longer than I want to tell you about. Um, I, I had a hard time finding what I wanted them to know. And what I wanted them to get in the deepest part of their heart was that no man could fill the love gap in their heart. That not a dad, not a, a boyfriend, and not even an amazing husband someday could fill that love gap because God created that love gap for him to fill only. And so as I began to teach these girls this and we began to study scripture together, I couldn't find a resource that would teach them that. And so I began a very long journey that included five years and 19 rejections um, to finding a publisher that believed that this message 
message was a message that that young women needed to hear. How did you, so, I, I mean, you went through, and, and, you know, they're not rejections, but they, they, they are for a season, right? You've got this message, you've got you, this value that you want to provide, this specific age group. Like, how did you, where did you see God at work when you were getting rejection after rejection? And then how did he show up and actually move you into the next season uh, of relaying that message that you felt so called to relay? Well, honestly, Erin, I feel like if I had humbled myself a lot earlier in the process, I think that God could have moved faster. But um, just like culture tells us to, I was looking to build my confidence in having this thing. Um, As a young woman, I kind of stopped my education process early. I didn't go to college and um, didn't feel like I had this amazing um, career at home. And so I think I began to wrap my value around the fact if I had a published book that 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 would mean that, you know, I had done something with my life. And that was exactly what the Lord didn't want me to do. He didn't want me to build my confidence around something. He wanted me to build my confidence on him. And until I got that, um, he just had to take me down uh, uh, kind of a long road to get there. So it happens and, you know, and God prev- presents you with this opportunity. Like, what were those first early weeks like? What, was it a lot of research going into the way that you wanted to help these girls? Or what exactly did the, the early season of that look like for you? Well, my first book was literally written um, week by week as I was creating lessons for this girl's small group. So, um, you know, it, it took me probably about two years as, as I would send them some material to them and, and we would get together and discuss it. And at the end of that time period, I felt like that what we had talked about was for more than the six girls that I was investing in. And so at that point, I, I began to, you know, create a professional proposal and, and send it out. Um, and, you know, that I get... Not knowing um, how the publishing world worked didn't help me too much. It, 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 I needed to um, get to know others who had gone down the same path I had gone down. So once I started connecting with um, other authors, uh, the probably biggest piece of the puzzle was going to a conference called She Speaks, which um, empowers women who feel called to speak and write. And once I went to that conference, I began to learn more about um, what the professional pathway looks like. And um, that really helped me in my process. I, I, I'm glad that we have a little time for you to unpack that a bit. And, and we're going to fast forward to Brave Beauty. And I, I mean, so many books later, so many resources for both girls and women. I want to talk about your heart for this specific age range. And I had a chance to review the book a little bit before our call today, and I'm excited to just hear your heart for writing it. Um, I saw that you dedicated this book to your niece, Carly. Will you talk about just how she sort of played into to the research that you did, the work that you did to write this book, and how, how did working with her impact the writing process for you? Well, my own girls now are 20 and 22. So when I um, began to have this heart to write a girls a book for girls much younger than my own, 
it didn't take me long to figure out that I had kind of forgotten what that season looked like. So the first thing I did was crawl up in my attic and drag down my diary that I wrote between um, that time period in my life and just began to read my own thoughts and how I felt and the things that I struggled with. And then um, I started hanging out with my, my niece, Carly. And you know, girls like to talk. It didn't take a lot of questioning and research, really. It was just more of a, you know, listening to what she had to say about school and the things that she was going through. And, um, and just this, this process of being a tween girl is the beginning time periods of when a girl first begins to experience things like, you know, rejection and, and trying out for things and their body is changing. And I wouldn't say that there was a lot of research when it came to, um, you know, learning about this age group. Mostly it was a matter of me spending time with my niece, Carly, um, who uh, when I first started writing Brave Beauty, she was 11. And just hearing about her day-to-day life at school and um, the challenges that she was going through, and just by watching her and listening to her, that is where I um, I got the heartbeat for what kinds of things a tween girl needs at this point in her life. I mean, we've watched this happen over over several years, right? There's been this cultural shift toward an earlier focus on things that she's dealing with right now, right? And and it seems to be happening earlier and earlier. So you've got, I mean, issues in the book that you, you cover are really very comprehensive in terms of just what girls are going through in their day to day. So it covers body image and physical attractiveness and just, just the, the way they view themselves, the way, the way the perception of, of, of themselves from other people affects the way they feel about themselves. Just every, every little area of, of identity and self-worth that you could have focused on for this book, it seems like you've hit. And I've really, I mean, I, I really haven't yet come across a book like this in terms of, it, you know, and, and I want you to explain a little bit about how it's divided up. So there's three categories or three sections of the book. Um, and, and because I don't want to explain it, would you, Lynn, just give us sort of a breakdown of how you set the book up in, in those three individual sections and why you felt why you felt it needed to be presented and organized that way? Because I think it's it's really powerful. Okay, so Brave Beauty is um, 100 mini chapters. I call them mini chapters because for you and I, they're about the length of a short devotional. But for a girl, it seems like just enough um, for her to read in one sitting. And there's three sections within these 100 chapters. The first section is I am loved. Second is I am confident. And third, I am brave. And the reason I set it up that way is because I feel like knowing that she is loved and um, and I begin the very first few chapters with establishing a relationship with Christ, that has to be the foundation. Um, if a girl builds her confidence on anything else, if she builds it on someone, someplace or something, those are all things that she can lose at some point in life. But if she will build her confidence on Christ, he is the one thing that she can never lose. So I begin with, I am loved. And from there, I go into, I am confident. And I talk about what God's word says about her. And because of who he says she is and whose she is, she can be confident. And when a girl is confident, then she can begin to step out and take steps that are brave. And and I use um, stories of women in the Bible, girls in the Bible, Rhoda, 
and um, the daughters of Zephlophahad and some of the characters in the Bible that aren't so well known by girls, which I think makes it a little more interesting. Um, and just to encourage them that you can be brave too. Well, I think too, and for a lot of the parents that are listening, and a lot of our listeners aren't just parents, these are mentors and people who who want to see a shift in culture in terms of how girls see themselves toward how God sees them. And I think what you've done here in this book is just sort of laid that out in a way that speaks directly into her heart. Like I said, I I read through the book and wasn't able to read the entire thing, but what I was able to review, I mean, it's really unpacked in a very easy to understand way. The stories um, are really powerful in that they're, they're quick, they're to the point, but they're very intimate you know, just sort of experiences that you've had and then and then drawing from scripture and the women in the Bible who have experienced similar things. So, but I think, I think what you're saying hits the nail right on the head in that, you know, the struggle exists with how does a girl see herself and how that is very different from how God sees her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the things that's really important to to teach a girl that at this age is for her to become her own best friend. And I know that sounds really odd, but as she progresses in life and she grows from being a girl to a woman, as you know, Erin, our friendship circles change all the time. And sometimes even as a young woman, um, I know I experienced in elementary the girls that were my closest friends as we moved into middle school, some of those girls kind of became adversarial. And, and so I think it's really important to teach a girl to be her own best friend. And by that, I mean that within our mind and within our heart, we have messages that we either say to ourselves or we allow to hang out inside of our mind. And so if we will partner our thoughts with God's word, then we can begin to build up ourselves at those times when we feel low, at those times when when we've experienced um, mean words set against us, we can help set ourselves on the right course to thinking the right way about ourselves according to God's word. Well, and I love that you're bringing that up too. And I think, and I'm glad we were kind of camped here for a second because an important, this, this idea of being your own best friend, I, I think for even women, we would say, oh, that sounds selfish or that sounds like I'm self-involved or I care too much about myself. But what you're saying is that girls need to develop a healthy relationship with themselves to, to mm-hmm. be able to, to, to focus on to not so much focus on the way they're being treated by others, but to really live in the confidence and peace and, and reality of who they are. And I want to talk, I want to just stay here for a second because so much of our focus on parenting is like helping them, okay, develop and, and cultivate and grow these healthy relationships with other people, with their family members, with their peers, their friends at school, the people who are in their social circles. So what would you say to a parent who wants to have this conversation with their daughter? Like, what are the, what are sort of some practical measures that you see playing out in conversations between parents and daughter about becoming your own best friend? What sorts of questions can they ask or what sorts of truths can they draw upon to develop this healthy relationship with their self? I think one thing that can help normalize Um, the types of conversations that happen inside a girl's head is for us as 
um, those who invest in girls is to share with them some of the conversations that happen inside our own head. And of course, you know, you would measure this according to the age of the of the child that you're investing in. But one of the things that I tried to do and I still do with my daughters is I talk about the conversations or the things that I'm struggling with inside of my head. So um, last Saturday, I was a part of a a big family gathering and um, I had actually organized that family gathering and something went awry and I felt excluded. And at, at that point, I was with my daughters and I just sat with them and I shared with them the feelings I was feeling, that I was feeling excluded, not from the standpoint of gossiping, but from the standpoint of helping them to understand the struggle that happens inside inside of us as humans and how that shift can happen, um, how we can take the truth of what God's word says and the truth that we know, and we can shift the way our mind thinks in order to help us to move in the right direction and, and actually stop our mind from taking us to a place we don't want to go. Gosh, I think even I, as you explain it, like what a, what an amazing model of just self-reflecting like self-reflection, right? You're going, okay, I'm, I'm having this experience. It's causing me to feel away and feelings aren't necessarily facts. So let me kind of break this down and evaluate my emotions and maybe why they're here. What's the root of the problem? But then taking it a step further and modeling that behavior and keeping that conversation open with your daughters, I think, I mean, can, can really build an important connection with them in terms of you being able to just be authentic in the situation that you're in or the experience you're having. So for instance, if, if I'm in a situation where I'm feeling jealousy, that's not something at my age, I'm really very excited about admitting to anyone. But if I can share that type of experience with my daughter, then when she experiences something like that, she can recognize, oh, these are the feelings I'm having. And, and it can open up an, an opportunity for us to not only dialogue about what that feels like, but then talk about, well, what does God's word say about this? You know, jealousy? That, that's not his heart for us. That's actually sin. And, and he wants us to go into the other direction. But I think that sometimes unless we have these kind of conversations, our, our children or the, the, the girls we're, we're investing in, they don't know, is this normal? Is this not normal? They may be embarrassed about how they feel. But if they know that we're normal, too, that can really open up an opportunity to talk. Well, I think too, and, and one of the one of the topics you cover in this book, or at least a, a product of, of some of these, you know, short chapters that girls can really be benefiting from, um, is the idea of, you know, they're told to do so many things during during their day, and especially during this season of their life. Everything is here's what you got to do, and this is where you need to show up, and be on time to go to do this, and do your homework, and go to bed, and all of the things that they're told. So it's almost like if you're not letting them as a mom into your real situation and explain some of these difficult emotions, and you're just sort of telling them how they should be feeling or what what's right to feel and not necessarily going look we're all broken i deal with these feelings every day and, and it is just about opening up and finding these opportunities and it doesn't make you weak to share some of this stuff in fact she's going to see you more as a real person that she can come to mm -hmm. and i you know as i said with my daughters now being 20 and 22 i i've really seen the benefit of choosing and again it's at the right time, at the right stage, and that's going to look different, you know, between the times they're four, 14, or 24. But choosing to be vulnerable 
um, with our girls really opens up the opportunity to, to, um, to have these deep conversations. And I think it makes them softer toward having us guide them. Absolutely. What is your goal? So for, for a, a tween girl, you know, ages eight to 12 is, is who this book is aimed at. And, and these ideas are meant to help just, you know, in this short season, it's not to say that girls before or after that age range won't get a benefit from it because they will. What is your hope that this book would do in the lives of girls um, and their families? I hope that it will start this process of helping them to gain a confidence by accepting her unique qualities and, and understanding how her uniqueness can work for her and not against her. And for her to, to begin to discover who God says she is, that who she is in his eyes and how he can help her, especially when she's in this time of transition and as she heads um, toward these seasons of life that will only ramp up more and more when it comes to change. And also that she finds um, through the book and through those, you know, surrounding her who have given her the book or, or in her life that she can talk about the tough stuff that she's going through and all, all the changes physically, emotionally, relationally, and spiritually. How would you like to see, you know, so, so a young girl is reading this book and, and she's, you know, she's understanding what, what, what this means and she's developing. One thing I like about this book, I'm, I love many things, but it's just helping give her almost the language and words that she can speak over herself so many times. Like we look for the right words or the words that are going to speak to somebody. But as, as a young girl reads this book and starts to develop this confidence, how, how do you see her walking this out in her life and, 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 what I really want to ask is how do you see this changing and developing and affecting positively her relationships? I think that, um, as you said, Aaron, in the, in the book, there's a lot of stories. Every chapter has at least one type of real life story, whether it's my life or my daughter's lives or, you know, some of the, the girls that I've mentored and, the, the way that they play out is, is there's that story and then there's that way that God's word or God's truth interacts in that everyday story. And so what I'm hoping is that as a girl is going through her everyday life at school and interacting with her family and her friends, when she finds herself in, in the tough situations, that something will remind her of what she read in Brave Beauty. And that will help her to be able to make the confident and the right choice in that situation. And if she doesn't, then then I hope that she will remember the stories that I share in there of when I made bad decisions and when things didn't turn out right. But yet God, it doesn't change the way that God feels about us. And, and it can help us to to continue to reach out to God as as, as she moves forward in, in growing. Well, I love this so much. And, and like I said, and, and you know, the work we do at Bible Bells is just is slow, so closely mis mission matched to um, the concepts and the themes and messages in this book. But I can't tell you enough what it means, even just having a daughter in that really, really pre-reading stage um, that, that resources like this exist, that we can really grow our daughters up in the truth of what God says about them. Oh, I'm, thank I'm, I'm thankful that God brings us together, that, you know, we're all on the same team. 
It's so good. Um, we have to wrap up, Lynn, and usually these episodes go pretty quickly, but um, I hope you've enjoyed being here. At the end of each episode, we do something called The Scoop, and it's three sort of rapid-fire questions. Are you ready? Sure. Okay, so the first question, obviously, heroes for her. We love heroes. That's why we have this podcast. That's why we produce it. So when you were a little girl, who was your hero? My sister, Janet. She was five years older than me, and she loved Jesus like crazy. And I just watched her live life right, and I wanted to be just like her, and I still do. Second question, what is a piece of advice that you've received that has impacted your life in a powerful way? Um, to live life authentically. You don't have to um, share everything, but live in a way that that is true to who you are and to who God is in you. Last question. If you could have a secret superpower, what would it be? <laughs> oh, yikes. Um, probably fly. I got to skydive a couple of years ago and it was absolutely amazing. So definitely I would want to fly. I every I, every time I hear the phrase or the word skydiving, I like my heart flutters like I'm actually doing it. <laughs> but I'm not. Like I'm I'm safe. I'm safe in an office right now. Nothing's happening, but for some reason like my blood starts to starts to pump. Even I think it's just thinking about you doing it is enough to get me <laughs> to get me excited slash anxious about it. But um, gosh, you're brave. It was a mother daughter outing. Ooh, if you've got a cool. courageous girl in your life, you might find yourself doing it one day. I have a fearless <laughs> three year old who I know if I took her, she'd probably do it without asking any questions about it. So <laughs> that might be a fun adventure for us for later. Lynn, as we wrap up, could you let people know just the best place to find you? Where is it that people can connect with you and find more about when the book comes out and all the details of what you're doing? Sure. Uh, my website is lynncowell.com. That's Cowell, C-O-W-E-L-L. And it's the exact same name on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, wherever you are. It's Lynn Cowell. Thanks so much. And we'll have the links up on our website as well. Lynn, thank you for being a guest today on Heroes for Her. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our conversation, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, thoughts about the episode or ideas about how we can come together and support our girls, we would absolutely love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at BibleBells.com. Just let